Always got that Midas touch Always makes me feel a rush of emotion Whether it was good or bad If I was content or mad Oh God, it was something Now I think I've gotten pretty good at playing the part But I think I might be broken when it comes to my heart I never learned to burn and turn it all to ashes I'm torching bridges faster than the magic happens I'm saying You, you can look over. <laughs> Alright, uh, I hate this fucking message thing every time. Three, two, one. Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year to you! And it's to 2023! It is. New Year, new us. Just kidding, we're the same old idiots. Yeah! Um, what's up, man? How was your what? holiday? Sheesh! We it's been oh, we're starting off with that okay we're and starting we're off with cheese and we're done <laughs> happy new year and a new year uh no man um was great we were just talking about uh yeah. my cousin's wedding that was pretty intense uh bougiest wedding i've ever been to that was it new was year's Eve or new year's day when was that, that was uh, well we got there thursday which was um what the 29th yeah something like that um because new year's eve was what saturday yeah yeah, so we got there a day before that. Yeah, Thursday, then Friday, we did nothing. We just chilled out. Nice. Um, but man, yeah, it was long. I worked till seven, drove the five hours it took, went to bed at three in the morning, blah, 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 whatever. Um, it was just crazy, man. Like I was like telling you earlier, it was fucking open bar from 4.30 to 1.30 in the morning, live Oof. band. It was like 300 people there. The food was insane. You had sushi, chicken, steak, uh, uh, calamari seafood lobsters oh, burgers um hot dogs uh fruit italian food pasta uh general gals chicken this is just a Damn. fucking cocktail hour um jesus christ man yeah it was just crazy it was the it's it was so much. being rich can get you dude it's crazy <laughs> uh it was so much fun i ended up going dope. to bed at three in the morning right That's then cool. we wake up at five in the morning so Not we took cool. a nap to drive home so we didn't like we Die. weren't there because I had work the next day too. So, oh my, why would you do such yeah. business? I so. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I don't know. But I did it. Um, but it was pretty cool, man. It. it what That's about dope. you though? Christmas was cool. Um, I got since we didn't talk. I got uh two tickets to the Spit and Chicklets live event, which Insane. I'll get into in a minute. Uh, then I. Mm, Got two tickets to the Winter Classic, which is fucking sick. Um, my Atlanta. Yeah, so my Christmas was pretty fucking dope. I got this new cool hat. Ooh. Ooh. That's sick. That's and sick. And I got uh Winter Classic jersey as well. That thing was sick. I saw a yeah, picture of that. It was dope. Um That's crazy. So yeah, the uh, We'll start with the Chicklets Live on New Year's Day. So Yeah, tell me about it. Oh, dude. And it was like so, like, I could see us doing this. It was so sick. Like, place was going fucking bananas for them. Um, mm. Just uh, hilarious. They had Keith Yandel came out. <laughs> um, they had Brendan Walsh was there. Um, 
it was just a whole just it was just awesome it was so, they were tossing out beers and pink whitney everywhere like oh that's awesome yeah it was crazy they come out on stage and like shotgun a beer and like throw beers around and like <laughs> it was just it was chaos dude it was so awesome um, now it's a um it was a smaller like show right it's like a hundred or something people it's not that big uh, i heard it was at the wilbur so probably like oh, okay. 200 maybe it was small though yeah it was still that's like intimate compared yeah, to like, it was cool that's awesome yeah it was uh it was great, and then afterward, I I hung around outside, um, and waited because my expertise of waiting for bands outside, <laughs> I, I know where because I worked at the Moxie, which was right next to that, mm. so I knew where they'd come in and out, where mm-hmm. the cars come in and out. So I knew everyone was like standing by this gate, and I was like, nope, not me. I'm going around the corner, idiots. Yeah, let's and go. So, uh, I was kind of standing at the corner, like waiting to see where they'd come out, um. And this couple saw me, this like a, a guy and his girlfriend, and uh, they um, were, the girlfriend was like, "I'm gonna go stand with him because he knows something that we don't know." And like, <laughs> they came over and we were talking, whatever. And the guy goes, "What do you know that we don't know? Why are you all the way over here?" I'm like, "Oh, I worked mm-hmm. on this built. I worked on this hotel. Like, I know they come out over there, so mm-hmm. I just was waiting, and uh, <clears throat> probably like, I don't know." 45 minutes an hour later, uh, Biz comes walking out with Keith Yandel to get in their Uber. Like, dude, Keith Yandel made $75 million in the NHL. Keith Yandel was taking a normal-ass Uber. It was a Honda Accord that they were getting into. Really? For an Uber. Not an Uber Black. Not like like (laughs) a special. No, these two are getting their NHL players, Paul Bissonnette and Keith Yandel, and they're getting in a fucking Honda Accord. Oh my god! To go to Southie for like the after party, so I'm talking to them, whatever. I'm talking to Yans, and I'm like, you know, oh, congrats on a great career, man. Like you're the man. Like I wish you could have ended your career here. Blah blah blah. He's like, oh, dude, same man. Like it would have been fucking sick. Like I was like, yeah, Boston definitely wouldn't have fucked you the way Philly did. You know how Philly <laughs> fucked him out of the Iron Man streak. Yeah, I know, dude. That shit was so ridiculous, bro. Yeah, but like I said that, I was like, it was so ridiculous, man. He's like. Typical hockey player. He goes, nah, man, I was I was playing like shit, man. I deserved it. You know, I should have, you know, oh, I was wow. playing like shit. And I was like, dude, you fucking could have been on one fucking leg and they still should have played you. You were 12 mm-hmm. games away from 1,000 straight. Like, that's ridiculous. I was like, you mm-hmm. and Hazy were the only good things about Philly that year. And he started dying laughing. That's amazing. And then, uh, yeah, Biz came over and was like, what's up, buddy? I'm fucking pa- I'm Paul. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's up, man? I'm Nick, blah, 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 whatever. Shooting the shit. And I was like, hey, man, I just want to thank you for like everything you do with the pod. Like, you know, it's helped me through a lot of shit. Like, it just makes me laugh. I'm like, you especially, man. Like, you're just like, you're such a positive person. You're so like, it's hard not to like feel better when you listen to you talk, even if it's just about hockey, like mm-hmm. whatever. He's like, hey, man, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. I'm like, you know, you inspired like me and my buddy to start our own podcast, like yada, yada, yada. And he, like, mm-hmm. gave me a big hug, and he's like, dude, keep that going. That's fucking awesome, buddy. I fucking love hearing that. Like, that's so great, yada, yada, yada. We shut the shit for, like, 10 minutes about, like, hockey and about podcasts and stuff. It was oh, it's cool. dope, dude. Yeah, dude. The nicest fucking dude. Like, he kept being, like, like Yans was like, Biz, the Uber, the Uber. Like, he's in the Uber. Yeah. He's like, Biz, get in. And he's like, just a minute, man. Like, I'm talking. Hold on. <laughs> like, that's fucking sick, dude. Yeah, it was cool. Just, like, the nicest dude ever. He's like, wow. hey, man, I'm not supposed to tell anyone, but we're going down to the local and um, 
and salty if you want to come down. And I'm like, nah, man, I, you know, I was like, I can't, like, I'm sober. I can't be in that spot, whatever. He's like, buddy, you're the fucking man. I fucking love this dude. <laughs> like, buddy. Yeah, it was just so fucking awesome, man. He was like, gave me a big hug. He's like, keep up with the sobriety and keep going with that fucking podcast, dude. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that's dope, dude. Big yeah. shit. Yeah. And uh, so then I went over to the 7-Eleven down the street because mm-hmm. me and Tori were staying there. Mm. I went. I took Tori back to the hotel afterward because she was like, "I'm not standing out in this cold for you to say hi to Paulus and that. Like, I'm good." So <laughs> hey, where'd you where'd you stay? Right at the courtyard, right uh, the Marriott, right across the street. <clears throat> Wait, um, which one? The, the one, one uh... right across from the Wilbur. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So I walked her over there across the street, got her up in the room, whatever. Then I ran back down. I was like, "If I miss them, but she was like, you're not gonna miss them. Shut up." I was like, "All right." <laughs> So I get down, whatever, I meet them, whatever, shoot the shit. And then I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get some nachos. So I went, got some nachos, some snacks and stuff. And I'm coming back. I got this big plate of nachos from 7-Eleven. Mm-hmm. And I see Ryan Whitney coming out. And I'm mm. like, oh, my God, there he is, the Wit Dog. So <laughs> I go up. I'm like, what's up, Wit? And he was like, hey, what's up, buddy? And um, I was like, not much, man. That was a killer show, dude. That was awesome, blah, blah, blah. I love the podcast, yada, yada, yada. And uh, beforehand, like, I had seen these two little kids that were waiting outside with their skates. They were probably, like, 10 and 7. Oh, like, no shit. There waiting. And um, I was like, he was like, yeah, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Some kid came over with, like, 12 sticks for Wit to sign. And Wit was like, what the fuck, buddy? That's aggressive. Yeah. So there was, like, a bunch of people, like, with jerseys and stuff asking them for autographs. And um, so I went around and I looked for those kids or whatever. And I couldn't find him at first. So I went back over, whatever. I was just shooting the shit with Wit. And uh, while he's signing sticks, he's, like, talking to me about, like, the Bruins and if I'm going to the game tomorrow and yada, 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 where I'm <laughs> sitting. And um, then he's like, all right, all right, guys, I got to go. Like, I got my wife and my kids in the car. Like, I got to take – I got to get out of here. Like, whatever, yeah. bringing them home and then going to out with them. So um, – I'm like, wait, hang on one second. There's these, hold on one second, just one second. And he's like, all right, buddy, one second, hold on. I'll hold on one second. So I like went around the corner and I saw those kids and I go, hey, he's over here. He's over here. And he's like, what the fuck, buddy? Like, why are you bringing more people over here? Uh, so I had to leave. And then he saw the two little kids and he's like, oh, okay, all right. And like he signed their skates and one of them was going to the Quebec Pee Wee tournament. Oh, that nice. Whip, that Whit played in. Yeah. And, uh, he's telling them about that, whatever. And uh, so I went to like leave and Wit was like, hang on a minute, but come here. So I went over, he like shook my hand. He's like, that was fucking cool, man. You didn't have to do that for them. Like, that was awesome. That's like, cool, that man. was, you know, I thought you were bringing like, you know, your buddies over to sign some fucking Penguins jersey. He's like, that's fucking cool. <laughs> made, he's like, you probably made those kids lives right there. Like, that's fucking yeah. awesome. So he's like, I appreciate that, man. I was like, no, that's man, thanks cool. for, you know, holding up for a second and like, you know, letting yeah. them do that. Like, that's cool. And uh, that's fucking huge. Yeah. He was like, all right, well, I'm going to take off and go get shit faced. So <laughs> I was like, all right, man, see you later. Dude, and that's that was, fucking sick. Yeah. It was just an awesome night. And then um, what a story. Jesus. Yeah. It was cool, man. And um, so then after we, you know, we get up in the morning, whatever, go get food and uh, head into Fenway for the game, which was fucking insanity. Mm. Fucking unbelievable dude just like just being there was just 
Oh, I can like, imagine the uh, atmosphere itself. Was that your first winter classic? Yeah. 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 I had gone to the um the alumni thing for the Canadians, but I didn't go to the actual game. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but like this was just it was wild, dude. It was oh, I so bet. nuts. Especially with how good we're doing this year too. Yeah, it was just it was crazy, man. Like it was so loud in there. It was just like <laughs> it was wild, man. The That's whole so like sick. setup, everything they had. Did you see like the little baseball stadium they had? Oh, like, I saw little... everything. Yeah, dude, it was so sick. That's um, so dope. They had the dudes from Bauer, like those two dudes that are on Instagram that are nasty. Is it? I saw the one. Is are you talking about the kid that can puck stick handle? Like puck does like the stick stuff. The kid on yeah. YouTube and Instagram and TikTok where he just like flips the stick around. Because I saw he yeah was yeah there. he was there. Um, then this kid who's like affiliated with Bauer, I forget his name. Swaggy P or something, I think he is on Instagram. He was there. Okay. Just doing his stick handling thing. He's fucking nasty. Like that's so sick. And it's like it just like goes to show like how fucking filthy you have to be to play in the show. For like, real, right? <laughs> you can have such nasty hands and be so fast and such a good skater, and it's just like, no, nah, you're not. No, dude. No. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be so that's a filthy. Fact. Like it was it was just the greatest like it was and then that they won too like it was just the greatest oh, like yeah it was such a like once in a lifetime thing dude like oh 100% you don't get to do that very often like that was so no. fucking sick so yeah that was my weekend that's a hell of a weekend bud that's yeah. a hell of a good weekend it was crazy yeah that's awesome man i'm glad you get to experience that that's some crazy ass shit that's some yeah. dope ass shit too. Like, yeah, it was cool. Definitely once in a lifetime stuff. That's cool. Mm. Yeah, I knew a lot of people that went to the uh, game. Um, I only knew one kid that went and spit in chicklets that I work with. His name's mm. Anthony. He was going. He was telling me all about it, and I just kept saying like, "Oh my butt!" So every like the week before, we were just talking about like I was talking about how you were going and stuff like that, and he was like, "Yeah, dude." That's why I questioned what the like. I didn't know where it was. He just was telling me like, "Oh, it's pretty small. It's only like 150 people or something," which yeah, like, yeah makes sense the, to that. The Wilbur. Yeah, that makes sense. So that was pretty cool, but yeah, yeah, that's fucking badass, man. That's dope. Hell yeah. Um, we didn't even get to our guest who's coming on right now, who's actually in the waiting room. Well, shit, this is amazing. Um, yeah. can I just ask what fucking episode this is? Oh shit, uh, one hundred four. I don't do well. I usually go like, oh, it's episode one hundred four, but I didn't even know, so I just kept no, we quiet. Got right into the, we had a big, we had a big couple of weeks. So, oh man. I just totally spit, but I didn't even know. I'm being completely honest. I really didn't know what episode. All right. So welcome well, to Empty Space Podcast 104. Um, we have actually something I'm like super excited about. Um, yeah. Uh, we got Glimmer's band coming on or I, I want to know, you know, what? how excited are you for this? Because like, oh, I've pumped, been stoked dude. for this. I'm so pumped. You said like, she's I'm here so... waiting too? Yeah, she's here waiting. Maggie's oh. waiting shit so we got maggie from glimmers band coming on um glimmers is a great band you want me to break it down real quick before she comes on or what yeah go ahead as always we talk about the band before they come on and i'm going to go straight to their website for a little bit about them um so in the early 2020s sounds like i'm saying that like long time ago but anyways yeah uh, (laughs) in the early 2020s uh five friends Five friends who'd been playing music together since the summer of 2019 decided to put a fresh stamp on their collective Glimmers. Meeting separately, but all through mutual friends, the five members of Glimmers formed as the backing band of Atlanta artist Maggie Schneider. But what started as a backing band quickly became a family. 
Uh, the day the band's debut EP, Cluttered Heart, introduced the five piece to the world through the standout singles like Don't Tell Me and For Me It's You. In just five months of being a band, the EP reached a total of 95,000 streams, which is absolutely <laughs> incredible. Wild. Um, receiving attention from outlets like Substream Magazine, Adobe Radio, and Hot Topic. Hey, if you made it to Hot Topic, you made it, all right? You made it. <laughs> You made it, the uh, the pop rock group find their main influences the melodic sounds of Mayday Parade, the personal lyrics of All Time Low, and the songwriter of Julia Michaels. Love it. Uh, now the Glimmers family is ready to share the next chapter of their story, building off their previous EP, Worlds Apart, tells a story of the relationship from its ending. The first taste of this storyline shines through their lead single, Not Good at Goodbyes, which encapsulates the feeling of being the main character in the coming-of-age movie. Glimmers is about connection whether it is by the friendship of bandmates or the intimate connection felt between the band and their fans at a live show. Look these songs in the eyes and let glimmer of light into your cluttered heart. Well said, well said. So I guess without further ado, we'll bring on Maggie. Hell yeah, let's go, baby. All right. Can you see me in the night? I've been waiting. Hello. Hey. I'm changing my name real quick. I'm in my mom's room. <laughs> I'm going to call oh, you good. Stephanie from now on out. <laughs> she is a cool mom, so I would be honored. All right, there we shout go. out to Stephanie. Yeah. That's your mom, you said? Oh, yeah. She's, oh, shut- she's always, she was always a Warp Tour mom, so she would take me when I was younger to Warp Tour, so... Hell yeah. That's badass. Hell yeah. Well, hey, Maggie, thanks for coming on the Empty Space Podcast. I, I am beyond thrilled. I'll tell you that. This yeah, has been a pumped. long time in the works. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. This is always fun to be. I'm happy to be here. Woo! Yes. Sweet, sweet. So, Maggie, I'm Steven, and that's Batch, and this is the Empty Space Podcast, where we talk mental health, pop punk, and everything else between uh, your mom's name and, you know, dogs. I don't know. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet stuff. Um, all right. So uh, I just want to say that I absolutely love your music. I'm geeking a little bit right now, let's be honest. Uh, <laughs> I'm just Same. super I'm super thrilled because uh, obviously like the whole Mayday Parade all time low vibes that you guys give off. It's just cool to have a female fronted artist uh, singing on this, which is very new uh, when it comes to like, you know, what what people think is pop punk. I feel like they don't think of a lot of females. And I feel like you and other bands, you know, are are starting to change that or have been changing that. So it's really cool to see in the scene. Um, yeah. so, so a little front note there. I just wanted to start with like, congratulations on everything you've been doing. Thank you. That means a lot. And it feels good to be one of the many awesome women that are, I feel like taking over rock music right now. Mm-hmm. There's been such a great like focus and resurgence of that. So I'm very happy to be a part of it. So thanks. Absolutely. Hell yeah. So we'll start with like the, you know, the, the basic question, like how did you guys form? Like how did you get into music and what were some of your inspirations? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of my musical background, I have always wanted to be a singer um, all the way back to when I was four years old and singing Jesse's Girl by Rick Springfield for my parents. <laughs> <laughs> so Jesse's Girl. <laughs> yes, it's a bop and Fun story, my dog is named Jesse, so I'm Jesse's girl. Oh, get out. <laughs> oh, shit. That's cool. That's yeah, cool. So, but yeah, I, I've always loved singing, and I grew up in musical theater programs. So 
up through the end of high school, I was a theater kid and worked for a nonprofit theater company and just did a bunch of that stuff. But I always wanted to write my own songs and, you know, learn how to play guitar. I started taking lessons when I was nine. I taught myself how to play piano around the same time. So music has always been my life. Um, but it was kind of my journey to figuring out how I wanted to do music. And then eventually I decided, you know what? I like theater a lot. I love it. But writing my own songs and having the chance to play them in a band is really what I want to do. Um, mm. So then that began my journey of performing solo. I typically played just with my acoustic guitar and opened for really cool bands. Like I opened for like Pacific. Um, Shit. <laughs> yeah. Opened for like Pacific, opened for State Champs. Uh, and they were like on the rise, which was super sick. Um, and I, I had a really just cool opportunities, but I always wanted to have bandmates that I mm -hmm. could share that experience with and also kind of round out the sound as mm -hmm. well. Um, and so that is a long process because it's hard to find <laughs> people you can relate to like personally, but also mm -hmm. musically. Mm -hmm. uh, but eventually found the boys and glimmers and we all had been friends for a long time, but it just finally made sense in that moment to start playing shows together. So in, I believe it was March, 2020, we decided that we were going to rebrand and instead of playing under my name, pick a new name glimmers and make it more of a band rather than just me. Mm with backing band musicians so yeah kind of how perfect <laughs> that's cool that's perfectly well said i, I want to go off one thing that you mentioned a bunch is how much you were in theater uh my notes on the right of me right here uh i always like to write like what i feel was the inspiration or how i take the music in like who it relates to for me like obviously it was mayday parade uh, an all-time low, but I also wrote, this sounds extremely like a theatrical uh, 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 play that I'm going to see, especially with the pianos and the way yeah. you sing. And I was like, I was going to, I was one of my questions is like, were you a theater kid? And you yeah. answered that. So that's, you. the influence is crazy. <laughs> yes, thank you. And that's always just been so influential to how I write my songs, because I always want to tell a complete story. Mm -hmm. um and so in a lot of my songs and it's kind of a theaterism. oh big um, time and there's there's a few that I have where the last chorus I like change a few lyrics or kind of just show the growth from beginning to end of of where I've been and whatever that song is about so yes I will forever be a theater kid <laughs> yes yes and I think that's awesome and, and like I said if I, I'm not a theater kid now I grew up with uh my father was a um a con conductor uh, i used to go to uh, his like plays for high school and stuff like that my sister grew up a theater kid but so i have a small ear for it but like just listening to this without really like knowing theatrical stuff i could hear it and like you said the storytelling you can tell with the storytelling which is the music itself which i think is very unique um and then just in, in in general songs and how you sing it yeah that's that's spot on that's really cool to hear and i think it's something that like can stick out to the people that like love theater <laughs> thank you yes i hope so it's fun when i have people come to shows and they tell me i saw your cover of hamilton on tiktok and we oh dang of, <laughs> we kind of talk about theater for a minute so i love That's it cool 
Okay, so what's your what's your favorite play then? Oh my god. Okay, I <laughs> love Spring Awakening. I don't know okay. if you're familiar. Um, but no idea. One, okay, it's <laughs> very punk musical. It's very dark. It has Ooh, a lot oh. to do with mental health as well. So how I do we not know this? Wow. <laughs> Highly recommend. It was written by Duncan Sheik, who is a pop singer songwriter. Um, okay. He's written a lot of other people, but the whole show is about teenagers in 19th century Germany, and they're kind of learning about themselves in every mm. way. So it tackles mental health. It tackles, you know, some some more triggering themes of abuse and things of that nature but it is very moving and just one that's very close to my heart um I also love if we're going more classic musical theater I love Into the Woods (laughs) okay okay uh, so I like a blend of everything I like the new age like pop rock musical but then I also like my Sondheim and I love Mm -hmm. Red um Tick Tick Boom all of that stuff have you seen American Idiot Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, so good. Good. Green Day, I like Green Day is one of my favorite bands ever. Hell um, yeah. So when <laughs> when they came out with that, I was so excited. Yeah, that was cool. I've I've seen that. That was really fun. Yeah. For sure. That's awesome. Yeah, the only musical that I saw, I saw one musical, what is it called? On Broadway when you go to like New York or something like that. Yeah. I don't I yes. don't know what that's called. Anyway, <laughs> I saw one music, uh, one, whatever the hell. Wow, I'm stealing my words. I saw Urinetown. Do you ever hear that? Yes, I have. Yeah. Well, you have to pay to pee in that one. That one was, I was like 13 going to see that. And I was like, this is the best musical ever because they're talking about peeing. And I think that's super <laughs> rebellious. And it was so weird. <laughs> but that is, that is a good show though. Like it's very campy. Yeah. And I like that. I, I like the shows that, you know, are less traditional and they have like a bigger social commentary to say like Mm -hmm. American Idiot Mm -hmm. American Idiot the album is a full story so getting to watch it on on the stage was really cool yeah that's so definitely now you you so uh, you you mentioned uh Green Day there what 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 other bands or inspirations uh can you throw at us that you have yeah. Okay. So I love, I love everything. Um, Green Day's a huge <laughs> one. If we're thinking about like today's influences for me, I love the band Camino. Uh, okay. Yeah. They are one of my favorites. Um, gosh, I love Demi Lovato. I love Avril Lavigne. Oh, I, yes. Yes. I, um, Mayday Parade is a huge one for me. Like you mm-hmm. mentioned, um, just the way that they, can write a piano ballad oh. is always what I keep in the back of my head when I'm writing on piano. Um, so they have always been influential. Uh, but yeah, like it, it goes back and forth between like the pop punk bands that I know and love. And then I just love pop stuff. So Demi and even Casey Musgraves and Taylor Swift and kind of nice. everything in between. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. You're uh, you're from Nashville, correct? I'm from Atlanta, but I want to oh, okay. be from Nashville. <laughs> oh, okay. For some reason, I thought you guys were from Nashville. I don't know. Maybe you well, guys are playing there, there or... a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We we were there. We're we're going back in February because we have a gig there. But we ended our tour in Nashville about three weeks ago. And oh wow! 
it feels like family there. I just feel mm. very home. Um, and the music scene, especially the rock music scene, is so good. Yeah, it's I was so gonna awesome. I was gonna ask that. How is the? Because I know it's big country. Like there's a big country scene there, but I don't. Is like the punk scene or like the rock scene very big there? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I feel like everyone in the scene either lives in L.A. or Nashville. Okay. Um, and it's super cool to like meet all these people. Like for example, Charlotte Sands lives in Nashville. Um, uh, Bill Murray, members of Issues. Um, oh, wow. Yellow Card lives in Nashville now, at least the singer. So it is a super like thriving scene. Yeah. There's a lot of venues that are rock venues. And you just you see the fans coming out, and it's like, wow, this is really cool. It's not just country; it's very inclusive. That's awesome. That's our friend, uh, John James Ryan, just moved there from Keep Flying. Oh, oh I love Keep Flying. <laughs> yes. Oh my God, I yep. love them so much. Um, do you know Henry? We haven't. Well, we've met Henry a couple times, yeah. but we haven't had him on. We have. Um, we have John on, the sax Hell player. Yeah, yeah he's our yeah. he's our guy. And Henry is great. Henry helps us with our merch. So shout out oh, to him. Nice. Yeah, Henry works with AKT. Um, so he does us a solid and and helps us get the bestest merch. So that's he's so a, sick. He's a good dude. We love yeah. Henry. Oh yeah, for sure. We love them all actually. All of them and keep flying, but yeah, for sure. They're so sweet. They are. That is so awesome. Yeah. Now now you go you know the guys from Magnolia Park, I'm assuming, based off obvious yeah. reasons. <laughs> <laughs> I love them so much. How'd you get connected with them? So they had an EP coming out and I had already known about the band through TikTok because I feel like they really started gaining momentum through the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Big time. They, they were one of those bands that they were like I, the first one. Yeah. And I look up to them so much because of how they have continued grinding. Mm-hmm. And the reason why they get so many amazing opportunities is not only because they're talented, but they're so hardworking. Oh, yeah. Um, but they reached out to me to sing on a song on their EP. That's awesome. And so I felt very honored. So I did that feature. And then ever since, we've been really, really good friends. So Jared, their bassist, um, and Jenna, his girlfriend, they were kind enough to let us crash at their place when we had a gig in Orlando. Oh, Nice um they've come out to our shows we've come out to theirs they asked me to sing with them at sad summer fest in atlanta oh that's awesome so they are such great friends and they're so deserving of all of their success so whenever mm. someone is like you know magnolia park i'm like yes hey list. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. so dope yeah i mean obviously obviously we found out about them the same way I think 99% of the people found out at first. And I mean, their music's huge. I know Batch got to see them live, right? Yeah, I met them at um when they were opening for Real Friends and Mayday Parade. Oh, I, yes! I got good. to meet them. Yeah, they're really cool. Really nice guys. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and I know Josh. Uh, I was actually talking to this kid at my work. His name's Topher. And I guess he's like best friends with Josh because he lived with him they're like friends since they were kids or something so i got a little inside scoop interview with myself with like talking to him about the band and stuff which was pretty cool and then obviously you guys working together i was like i gotta figure out like how they got connected and stuff so that's really cool i feel like 
the pandemic and you know social media has definitely helped with the followings and like connections that we all get like that even with us i mean getting to meet you is awesome and getting to talk to you is great and bands like keep flying uh, a loss for words you know chief states calling out captains like the list taylor goes acorn. on like taylor acorn like yeah like she's like amazing too and it's just like it's cool we get to have this like camaraderie and like understanding of like yo we're a big family and like it's just it's so awesome and like just like you said, like, oh, I know them. It's like, I feel like everyone just knows everyone in this scene, which is like awesome. Yeah, and there's awesome. never, I never hear anything bad. I'm never like, oh, no. yeah, yeah. Magnolia Park. Ugh. <laughs> um, I know. Literally, like, they are the least problematic people. <laughs> Let me tell you. Like, they are so, like, good hearted and kind. And every time they're in Atlanta, they're like, we want to see you. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. Um, so they're so sweet. And, I also love the fact that um, like Josh, for example, he's doing a solo project yep. um, and it's super sick. I've gotten to hear a few more songs that are out yet, but dang. <laughs> um, oh yeah. But you know, I love that they're experimenting and they have their music is the collective, but then they also have their own identity. Mm. Cool. Mm. Uh, now, can, cool. Let me, I want to jump on that real quick. Um, do you think that, and I'm just thinking right now as I'm talking, like, uh, do you guys think that like bands now have that opportunity to reach out and do their own thing rather than when we were kids growing up and everything was like restricted because of the deals that they would sign? And then they're like yep. animosity was strong, like Blink-22 and stuff like that, where it was like, yep. wow, this isn't the same. Whereas now people are doing more independent stuff or signing with smaller labels and they have this freedom to do these solo projects or their other brand bands. And it gives them that freedom of like expression of doing that music so they can come back to it and continue to do that style. Do you guys think that played a huge role in it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I feel like now we're living in a time where you don't need a label. Mm -hmm. yep. And of course, you know, they do a lot of good and they still give those opportunities that artists can take a boost from and like continue gaining traction. But I feel like now with resources like TikTok, we can be independent. And that, like you said, gives us the freedom to experiment and do different projects and, and all of that. But I think it's so awesome and important to have the band be a brand and an identity, but also if the individual wants to have their own project or brand, they mm. should because yeah. they're, two, they're two different entities. They're telling two different stories. They go well together. They pair together, but mm. I think that's, that's super important. And I think that's a really great way to, you know, kind of get your own artistic, um, you know, creativity and creative mindset. Like if, if the band you're collaborating, it can be fun to do something else or collaborate with other people and right. it all kind of helps each other, I think. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, a pretty good example of that is, is Parker Cannon with the story so far and no pressure, like, mm -hmm. you know, st story so far is going one way and then he goes out and puts out these no pressure albums and it's like holy shit dude like this is what's up there like holy fuck yeah you know it's, it's just cool to see and then like you talk about like magnolia park and their creativity and stuff and it's like you're seeing that more with like bands like belmont where they're integrating hip-hop into like mm -hmm. pop punk and like uh easy core and like 
it's just EDM. crazy. The, <laughs> yeah, like the stuff that these bands are coming out with now is like it's unbelievable. Oh yeah, I love it. It just makes it more fun. It does. Yeah. Oh it yeah, absolutely, does. absolutely. Um, so back in what was it November? You had Midas Touch come out. Is that correct? How how has that been with the new year coming around? How has the new music been received and in, in the feedback on that? I'm curious. Yeah, it's been received really well. I think that Midas Touch has been the one that people have been most excited about. Like just kind of getting a general poll of everyone's favorite of the three that we've put out so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that song. And we get to play all three of our singles from 2022 live, which is great. Dope. So awesome. it always feels good to release music and then play the new stuff live. That is <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's super great. And we have a music video for every song. So yep, yep. that's that's something it's a big undertaking, but it's something we did with the last EP. So we thought we would do it again for this one. Um, but we were really stoked about the video for Midas Touch as well. It's dope. It's it all, all the video. I want that was one of the questions was going to be like, who does your music videos? Like, is that all D- the, DIY? So we work with Diana Elise, and she's based in Orlando. Um, she is a one woman crew. She does okay. everything herself, and Oof. she's a badass. <laughs> um, so we love her. She has produced, directed, edited everything that we've put out so far in terms of video, mm-hmm. uh, including our live stream set from the masquerade in atlanta that's hell on- yeah oh that's cool that was yeah, on youtube cool. when i was listening to all your like the whole discography i was listening to that that was cool yeah so she is a badass um it's fun working with her because we really she and i collaborate a lot on mm-hmm. the concept and i'll usually write some ideas and she'll be like well how about we do this and it's mm. really fun to to get that feedback and and to work with her. Um, But yeah, she's so good. I can't believe she does it all on her own. (laughs) That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. I I have to say scared to lose is like, I think like amazing. Um, I love Mm -hmm. Midas touch, but scared to lose is in my top three. Um, Yeah, because for my top three, I got um, Not Good at Goodbyes, Purple Tux, and Scared to Lose. And those are, like, my top. And I think Purple Tux is probably, like, number one for me. I don't know why. I really don't. I just listened to it, and I thought it was was really well done. And, uh, yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, like, Not Good at Goodbyes, out of the ones we've put out so far, is my baby. Hell yeah. That's my favorite. favorite. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like when I 
cry after writing a song. It's a good one. That's how I know it's gonna be good. So yep. I've I've cried after Don't Tell Me, which was the first song we put out as a band. And then I cried after Not Gonna Goodbyes. Um and yeah, that's just it's just very, I think, representative of who we are as a band and kind of what we want to keep doing for sure. That's nice. beautiful. So in your bio, it says that you guys started March of 2020. That's mm-hmm. a tough time to start wanting to be a band. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. How how was that whole process? Um, obviously, it was tough, but like, how did you guys get around that whole thing? So, you know, COVID sucked. Yep. I got my booster yesterday. My arm hurts. Oh. <laughs> if, if you see me kind of doing this, it's because my arm hurts. Um, but it was a hard time. Um, but for us, we were in slightly different of a situation because we were still under my solo name, Maggie Schneider, mm-hmm. for such a long time. So we played our last show with Between You and Me and Bearings. Oh, uh, wow. March. So sick. <laughs> yeah, we opened the Atlanta date, which was awesome. Um, and it was their last date of the tour. Dang. Literally, it Damn. was like March 11th and then March 13th, everything Shut was Shut it down. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we lucked out. We got an extra show in. But, That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, we had plans for Maggie Schneider. Like we were going to go on a run with Not My Weekend. Um, oh, my nice. friend Patrick, who's a great, great friend of mine. But I had already been thinking about rebranding and it just didn't feel like a solo act anymore so probably that next week from the show we had a facetime for months (laughs) every night and i told them i was like you know what if we use this time as an opportunity to rebrand to get everything together our content our cover art the music music videos all of that um, what if we took this time to rebrand and then in three to four months we will launch and we'll have everything ready. And so that is what we did. So we were at home doing everything we could. I was getting cover art together. We had the music done. So the music mm. needed to get mixed and mastered. Yep. So that was great. Uh, music videos we filmed. <laughs> We each tested every day. We had 12 filming days to film five videos. Oh, yes. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Lots of time. (laughs) I I was the crazy person who called Deanna. It was like day three of lockdown. And I called her. She still lived in Atlanta. And I was like, how do you feel about filming five videos in the next month? oh my god (laughs) she's like yeah i don't i don't see why not so we filmed it really in one location for the majority of it and then outside so we were fine but yeah Yeah. we really made the most of our time to prepare and i think it really was good for us Mm -hmm. Um, as much as we miss playing shows and playing shows is my favorite part of it like i feel like bands are either really prefer recording or touring and i mm-hmm. touring i love right. both it it gave us the opportunity to take a step back and like take our time on mm-hmm. making this so well, that's good that's awesome so that's something good that came out of it 
Yeah. But, no. you know, <laughs> besides that, I bought a Nintendo Switch. Oh, let's go. <laughs> I, I played a lot of Animal Crossing. And I already worked from home. I was teaching music lessons at home. So. Oh, wow. Oh, that's was, good. <laughs> that was my gig. <laughs> now, are you still still teaching music lessons or is that like your gig? Like, what 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 are you doing? So I don't do that anymore. I loved it, though. Um, I worked at School of Rock. So I worked at one. Of oh, the- no shit. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I was a house band director, so I got to teach vocals and piano and guitar and kind of run the band that plays gigs. Wow. Um, So that was great. Now, um, I got a degree in writing from an art school based in Atlanta, and so now I work for a marketing company remote. So when when I'm not on tour, I get to work on, you know, from home, but when I am on tour, I can travel and do it. That's perfect. That's, yeah, that's like we've talked to a couple people like um Mark Giuliano from Goalkeeper. He's a therapist and he's yeah. talked about how now this whole remote thing has just opened up a whole new world for people oh, yeah. who are musicians who can't do music full time, who have to have full time jobs, they can now take it on the road with them. For Whereas sure. Before that would like make you you have to quit your job. Yeah. And that just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, yeah, and that just sucks. <laughs> it, does. it does. It does. I mean, it's funny because I I can't really believe that I juggled so much, but I was a full time student. I was doing the solo solo band thing, and I did weekender tours when oh, I was. Oh gosh. So it wasn't nearly obviously as long as what we've done now, but. You know, we would do a Friday through Sunday and I would have class on Monday morning. Oh, so. yeah, that's <laughs> tough. So, but I, I very much am happy that, you know, now there's the ability to be remote mm-hmm. and people are just more flexible. And I think that's just so much better. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. For sure. Uh, so how how is the writing process for you guys? Um, who, who starts it or is it a, co- obviously it's a collaborative thing, but how, how does that all work out? Yeah, so I kind of lead the way. Um, I'll usually write the foundation of the song. So I'll either start on piano or acoustic guitar and just kind of write the basic skeleton of it. Then I'll take it to Alex, our lead guitarist, and he's also mixed and or engineered slash tracked like everything we've done. He's, He's had a hand in the production for all of it. Wow. Uh, and he has his home studio so well, I'll that helps him yeah <laughs> i'll send it to him and he'll say okay i think this is great let's change a few things and then the rest of the band kind of fills in and we tweak it from there um so that's that's usually the process i have the first idea mm-hmm. and i kind of expand it so that everyone gets involved after that now that's pretty cool. when when you when you have an idea just out of curiosity, um, so if if you're thinking, are you like sitting down in a room, lights on or dimmed? Are you, do you go into it or is it something where it's like you're driving, you start singing out loud or thinking of like a piano thing in your head and you're like, wait a minute. Like, how is it for you when you start the process? So for me, I am a very spontaneous writer. Um, I can write under pressure. I can sit down and obviously like write something. Stop beeping sorry, <laughs> sorry. i thought it was me i'm gonna be honest i, like, I didn't know what shit. was going on <laughs> like, hey. um anyway 
But my best work, in my opinion, comes from when I'm walking my dog or driving. Mm -hmm. Like most of my ideas or even phrases um, come from me just thinking in the car or just singing a random line and, and all of that. So super spontaneous writer. Um, but more recently, I've been trying to push myself and whether I'm writing with other people or in a session or something, I try to just give myself the opportunity to kind of think on the spot too. Mm-hmm. So kind of like sharpen those skills a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I like the spontaneity. There'll be a lot of nights where I'm like in bed, just looking up at my ceiling fan and then I'll have a line pop in my head and then I'll just write it in my notes and look nice. at it whenever more inspiration strikes. So that's, that's awesome. My, my process, it's free flowing, but again, I'm still trying to, to sharpen them up and, you know, think I'm on the spot more. That's awesome. That's, that's great. great. Oh yes. Go ahead, Stephen. Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know. Um, all right. So, uh, I wanted to know. We're going back to like you said how like your favorite thing is performing, correct? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, I ask. I ask pretty much everybody we interview that's in a band. Um, because uh, I'm not in a band. I- I'm somebody who's you know watching and I'm supporting yeah. and I'm out there screaming and throwing my head around and just being a crazy guy. But there's times where I look up at at the bandmates and I'm just like, what are they thinking right now? So I'm curious and and everyone's different. When you're up there and you're performing for people, looking at all these people, are you the type that just blanks out and just zones into what you're doing? Or what is going through your head as you're performing for hundreds of thousands of people just right there? So it depends on the moment. (laughs) So Okay, fair enough. (laughs) Yeah. So like, I'll give you two examples. Um, I had the opportunity, which is insane, um, to sing with Sleeping with Sirens. Oh my God. (laughs) What? Yeah. Uh, That's crazy. Kellen invited me to sing Roger Rabbit with him. Oh my God. Oh, come on. What? Come on. (laughs) It, it was a dream come true. And I did not ask. He asked. And that was like a whole shocking in and of itself. Cause I've grown up listening to them. I feel Mm. like you were Pierce the Veil or Sleepy with Sirens girl. I loved both, but I was a Sleepy with Sirens girl. (laughs) I was definitely Sleeping with Sirens for sure. Yeah. So in that moment, and, you know, I talked to him before and they're very cool and down to earth people. But when he introduced me and I went on stage, I was in the zone in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um. And that was a sold out show. It was like to 2000 people. Oh boy. It was, yeah, it was one of the coolest moments. And I made sure that I was present. Um, gotcha. That's so important. Um, so I lived in that moment. Uh, there are some times when you're on the road, when your van has broken down and you try to find a car rental and they don't have anything for you and then you go to a u-haul place and they don't have anything for you and (laughs) you're just tired yeah you are performing and you're performing your ass off but you're also sometimes like oh we need to do this i like oh you're thinking as you're doing it (laughs) yeah um that is very rare 
Um, but yeah, so, you know, we had a, we had a van breakdown on the road. So that was a big, big thing for uh. us this past time. But yeah, really for me, like I stay present most of the time. Um, but you know, there'll also be times when I'm like, Oh, these people are really nice. <laughs> our show. This guy's smiling. That's really cool. <laughs> That's cool. Cause I, I cool. feel like anytime we're at a concert, like I, everyone's obviously having their own individual like feelings about what's going on and that connection yeah. with the artist and like, you know, whether they're finger pointing or just singing into there. And like, you always think like, to, well, I always think to myself, like, Oh my God, like they're looking at me. Are they thinking I'm like the coolest guy here? Yeah. Or like, are we connecting? They see that I'm mouthing the lyrics, right? Like there's Look these how much things he that loves go us. Look how much yeah. he loves us. He loves us. It's amazing. Um, That's how like my brain works when I'm at a show. If I'm actually like not like moshing and jumping upside down, if I'm just like singing to the person. Yeah. But like, I just think it's cool to get a, uh, you know, a singer or a band person's like, you know, perspective, because like, I've had people tell me like, oh, nothing. Like, I don't think like, I'm just in it. Like, I don't even know I'm playing half the time. And it's like, huh? It's <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> but that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I, I definitely have both. But also as a theater kid, I mm. have a perspective because being in theater, you are on stage, you're saying your lines, you're acting, you're present. But you also have to think about, okay, what side of the stage I'm on? Do I need any props? When's the next costume change? Like, mm. what's my blocking? And so I think that my multitasking sometimes stems from that part of mm. myself. Yeah. Because when you're in a musical, you mm -hmm. are always thinking ahead. Yep. So I think that's where it comes from. That's a cool answer. That's yeah, that's a cool perspective, I, like I should say, actually. Yeah, that's not something you normally hear, which is which is pretty badass. Because <laughs> like when I'm watching bands and like they're like jumping around and like their guitars are flying, like they're flipping their guitars around and stuff. I'm like, yeah. oh, boy, if someone ever ate that thing. <laughs> oh, man. Like you got to Like I'm thinking, like, what must be going through the singer's mind? Like, don't go near that guy. Like he's going <laughs> to. Oh, please. <laughs> Our bassist, Ari, I love him to death, but he's always, like, always almost hitting me with his bass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stay away from him. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. I, like, I always have to look in my peripheral, like, where is he? <laughs> yeah. Especially, like, I think I thought of it most when I saw Keep Flying for the first time. Keep Flying. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to die up there. Like, how are, <laughs> how are eight of these guys up on this stage, like, flipping around? We played a show with them, God, I think three years ago now. That's crazy. Um, but we played a show with them, and I thought the same thing. I'm like, man, these guys are awesome. But, like, yeah. how do they move? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> That's wild. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Ooh, excuse me. So tell um, us more about this. This You, you kind of glazed over a little bit, this Kellen Quinn thing. How did that? Oh, like, yeah. How did we? Like, tell, yeah. yeah. Like, what the? <laughs> Where did that happen? And so, how did that happen? Yeah. So he has always been very supportive of my music. Um, wow. And we connected when I was solo because I had posted a cover of one of their songs mm -hmm. and he reshared it and it kind of struck a conversation. Mm. And he was like, I'd love to hear your own music. And he was super complimentary and very kind. And so we've, you know, kind of lightly kept in touch over the past three or so years. Mm -hmm. And so I was already going to the Sleepy with Siren show. Point North was opening as well. Yep. Oh, what a good band. That. Yeah. They're, 
great band. Yeah. Um, and so I was already going. And so I just sent him a message. I was on family vacation. I'll never forget. It was, I was at Universal Studios with my family and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we were getting ice cream. So I'm like, I'm just going to tell him I'll see him at the show, you know? And so I was just like, hey, looking forward to seeing the set in Atlanta, whatever. And then he messages me back and says, Maggie, you should come up and sing a song. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I did not expect it at all. And I was like, that sounds great. Let me know what song. And so he suggested Roger Rabbit in the acoustic portion of their show. And really, the acoustic EP is really what got me into them. Oh, yeah, that's Mm. that's a work of art. That is incredible. It really is. Um, And so for me, I was very happy to be a part of that. And so he was like, come to Soundcheck, like get there early. We'll have a wireless pack for you. Like they really took the best care of me and and just made me feel very so cool. Yeah. So all of them were great. Um, Got to hang out with them and our friends in Point North because I know them too. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really cool. And he was very sweet. Yeah. Um, and he, he's someone who's very supportive of smaller bands. Um, he's managed up and coming bands. He does a lot of features. Yeah, for he does. Well. And I love that. Mm. Like, I think that is so cool. And hopefully if I get the type of platform that he does, I would love to do the same thing. That, yeah that that's awesome yeah that would be cool yeah that's amazing um i know you got to go before eight uh so a few more questions is that cool, cool. Sounds good awesome um so i wanted to kind of go off what you were saying you being a theater kid you know performing when you're on stage you were telling us like how like uh you know sometimes that's what you're thinking about is what's next or other things that are going on um based off that and in getting into this in, in performing for people, you know, me as an outsider, I, I would be scared shitless. But with your background doing theater and being performing in front of people, is this something that comes natural and you like with the butterflies? Are they gone? Do you have a sort and like thing you do to get ready that's like prepped in your heart and mind? Yeah. So that's a really good question. Um, most of the time, I'm not nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say 90% of the time, I just get in the zone. Um, So for me, like, I'll get a little bit more quiet before we go on. Like, I'm kind of in my own space to, like, get ready to perform. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I'm always, like, excited and ready. Um, But there have been shows recently, too, where it is such a big gig that I do get those butterflies. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they propel me. They don't they don't make me nervous. They more just like give me more energy to go into the experience. Um, So we played So What Music Fest in Texas Mm -hmm. last year. Um, And that was our first festival. And so I had crazy butterflies right before we went on um, because there were really great people there that I wanted to connect with and hopefully think that, you know, they liked our set and all of that good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, I was a little bit nervous. And so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go up there and do my thing. And so the second I ran on stage, I was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it like it depends. But I've never, I've never been like, oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. Mm. 
this, I take the nerves as like, okay, I care about this. Yeah. Like, this is important to me. Um, this show is like, you know, monumental in a way for me. I'm just going to give it my all. Type yep. of feeling. Yep. It's yeah. like, cool. um, it's like our friend Fraser from Chief State says, fuck it. That's like, he, <laughs> his thing is like, whenever you're just like thinking about like or overthinking or being nervous about something, he's like, just say, fuck it and just go for it. Yeah, That's literally. The- <laughs> and, you know, for us too, like we do it because we love it. And mm-hmm. I feel like all bands go through things on the road. Like again, our van broke down. That was a whole thing. Hey, you may, hey, if your brand breaks down, you're, you're made it. That's it. Yeah, Every you're, fucking you're person in a rock punk band or whatever, they may, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I'm hoping that maybe this is the only time. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be good. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. But, you know, like in times of crisis or in times where maybe we would be nervous, like all, all of the BS is worth it, you know? Yeah. So we take it in stride and we just do the thing. And then we play a really great show and whether it's for 10 people or a thousand people, like we put in the same passion into yeah, it. That's awesome. That's I, I always admired that about bands and everyone we've talked to. Um, yeah. They go through the same shit, you know, and it's, it's so cool that no matter what they go through, it's like their number one thing is to play that show and give it their all, no matter how big they are, which is like so fucking awesome to me. Yeah. I know. It's cool. And like, I've noticed that like every band is like a makeshift mechanic as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just like oh, we'll just learn. We'll just tie this together with like some string and we'll be good. Uh, day two, our band <laughs> down. Day two. Yeesh. Oh. Yeah. And we're lucky because our drummer, Jeremy, his brother and his dad are both mechanics. See? Uh, yep. See? <laughs> Exactly. Um, so, you know, they were able to give some insight and then we found a shop to to take the the bus and all of that good stuff. Um, nice. But yeah, like you have to be a renaissance person to be mm-hmm. on or to <laughs> just for sure. in general. Right. Fair point. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, Batch, you got anything else before my closing ones? Um, Just my normal one. That I like to ask. Let's um, go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like to ask because I like like we get all sorts of different answers. But like, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of pop punk? Ooh, that's a good question. Okay, <laughs> um, Haley Williams. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Patrick Stump. Ooh, okay. Mm. Haven't gotten I'm- that one. I'm a huge fallout boy girl. Okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah. God, yes. Um, my chem isn't pop punk, so I'm not going to we'll, count. No, them. no, 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 no. We'll, they'll, we'll count them. Yep. Okay. Right away. <laughs> yeah. That's fine. He's, yeah. Um, and probably Mayday Parade, because I feel like Mayday Parade sparked this whole movement of the ballad. Yes. The ballad can be just as badass mm-hmm. as the punk rock heavy song. Oh, for sure. Oh, and that's right. My favorite thing about Mayday Parade is like when you see them live, it's like the exact same thing that's on the record. 
especially mm-hmm. vocally. Like Derek's vocals, uh, me and Steve have talked about it that he's probably the best singer in pop punk. Like he's got to be. Yeah, his voice is so clear. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's unbelievable, big time. Yeah, I went to that that show, the um, self titled anniversary show, like yep. you were saying with Mag Park as well, because. Um, I love a lesson in romantics, and I always thought that was my favorite record of theirs. But now yeah. I'm leaning towards the self-titled. That self-titled one, sneaky. That's a sneaky yeah. good record. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, yeah, but there's something about his voice. It it has remained so clear and oh, emotional, yeah. and it's great. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Those are great answers. Yeah. All right. And I'll, I'll send it off with the last question here. Uh, so uh, we are a mental health podcast. Um, sometimes we talk about it more than others. Sometimes we don't even talk about it. Sometimes we talk about it in no pop punk. So with that being said, I like to end the podcast asking our guests every single time um, some advice that you could give to others. And what I mean by that is what are some advice you could give to others as far as coping? Uh, for example, uh, you know, if I'm feeling sad, depressed, angry, suicidal, depressed, whatever that, whatever it could be, um, for me, uh, it's it's hockey, it's working out, it's 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 writing my feelings, it's reading a book. Um, what are some things that you can give to others to offer as far as coping? Maybe some things that you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, for me, music has always been my mm-hmm. my form of art that helps me. Um, so whether I've been heartbroken or just really really sad or if I'm just in a place of uncertainty like either writing a song and expressing myself through that outlet or just listening to an album that that really moves me has helped me um I would say especially for people who have that creativity burning inside of them um doing something to create like create your own like dream if that mm-hmm. makes sense so yeah. whenever whenever people ask me like what what advice do you have for other people like give a piece of advice like as an artist and for me it's always remembering that you are special and a unique person on this planet and to never let anyone tell you that you can't go after your dreams that is my number one thing that I always want people to take with them, whether they come to a show or they talk to me after or we're chatting online. I truly believe that everyone needs to believe in themselves and really go after their passion. Um, and so for me, when I'm having sadder days than others, I really try to think about, you know what? I'm going to create something mm. and then it kind of lifts me out of those emotions. Well, that's awesome. well said that's Maggie great. Schneider, yeah, everybody. Wow. Awesome. <laughs> Coming in with the heat at the end. All Hell right. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more quick one. Um, what is what's coming with glimmers? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, we have a lot. Okay. Um, we have a couple of more songs that are coming out this year soon. Nice. Um, so I'm excited about those. Uh, we are touring with Boys of Fall and Archer. Oh, shit. Um, so we're playing four dates with them. Atlanta, Nashville, Austin, and Dallas. So we're doing those. 
and then we may be announcing another tour for the spring very nice very nice any plans to come up north yeah where are y'all from boston oh we're not going there yet (laughs) listen every every time we plan a tour i'm like we need to go to new york we need to go to philly we need to go to boston but the route never goes there (laughs) (laughs) um but we will we will all right we are making (laughs) our way north and midwest on oh, good, good. So in the summer, the goal will be to hit to hit y'all's cities. Um, but yeah, we're touring and then we're starting uh more writing and recording sessions on Monday. Oh Woo! shit. It just doesn't stop, does it? <laughs> I, I I don't sleep. Um I took two weeks off for Christmas and New Year, and now I'm back at it. So holy shit. That's good. Can't yeah. wait. Thanks. Oh shit! Thank you so much, Maggie. I yeah. Appreciate your time. Yes, well, thank uh, you. All. This has been fun. Hell yeah! Hell Tell yeah. everyone where they can find you guys. Find your merch. Find everything. Yeah. So we are everywhere at Glimmers Band. Um. So Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, all of the places. And then you can find me, uh, at it's Maggie Schneider on TikTok and Instagram. I post mashups and covers and and all of that good stuff. Yes. Uh, we also have an online merch store. So that's Very attached nice. to our website, glimmersband.com. So super easy. Great. Sweet. Hell yeah. Well, mm-hmm. thank you again for coming on. Uh, yeah. We really appreciate it. Keep up the good work and uh, yep. we'll see you in the summer, hopefully. Awesome. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, Maggie. Have a great night. Awesome. You too. All right. Thank Bye. you. <laughs> wow that was fun man dude that was so i'm just you smiling growing out i was a little come on now give me some credit you know? i just held it back a little oh <laughs> uh, man cool, yeah man it was just fun man it was yeah, like that was a good time i was just smiling the whole time what a nice nice yeah, person she's dude. such a happy positive person it was hard not to be like oh my god I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it was just so, yep, you know, so yes, bubbly. Go. <laughs> bubbly, yeah, but in the best way possible. So thank yeah, you, Maggie. And great. Yeah. And you guys better check out Glimmer's Band. Yeah, check out Glimmer's Band. Well, just Glimmer's, yeah. not Glimmer's Band, they're Glimmer's. Well, yeah, I just I just see it online. I know what you do. Band, and I get, you know, I get it content. You, blah, blah, you, blah, do blah, blah. you do that with Chief State, too. You call them Chief, <laughs> Chief States. Chief States. I do. No, just, it's just I one do. state. It's just one. Listen. <laughs> At least you you're there to help me, uh, even though I'll like these <laughs> bands. I listen to these bands forever, and I still don't say it right, but it's fine. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! Uh, yeah, yeah, that was awesome, dude. That was a good uh, time. Yeah, thanks to Maggie shit. for making the time to come on and and talk, and that's fucking cool. And I, you know, that she got to experience that with uh, sleeping with sirens. Dude, she she's she's been with some pretty big bands. That's pretty dude. cool, man. That's pretty yeah. cool shit. Um. Yeah, bands that we would die to have on this podcast, right? Like shit, like I die. Didn't talk to Kellen Quinn. Imagine be able to just fucking yeah, just sit on stage with them and shit. That's fucking I would insane. <laughs> I would poop. <laughs> I should have asked. Did uh, did that theatrical like theater background come and play with that one when he asked you that, or were you nervous? <laughs> oh yeah, completely shocked because be if fucking oh. like holy shit. Like, right? Jesus Christ. 
because like they like, don't play small venues, man. Like imagine walking mm-hmm. out there and just being like, oh my god, and like <laughs> playing like one of their biggest hits. Yeah, bro. Like, oh, yeah. crazy man. That's crazy. And like, it seemed like it was like that day that he was just like, yeah, come on by. Yeah, I think that's what she said, man. Like, whoa. Okay, well, forget this ice cream. Yeah, right. Let's <laughs> start drinking some honey and fucking uh, and some tea. Oh man, but that's beautiful. Yeah. So, Whew. all right. Got anything else? Uh well, uh, the only other things I have was uh, Coil dropped some dope ass merch. Oh, uh, they got some. Dude, did you see the hot the um the um heart attack man? Oh yeah, that shit was sick. Oh, that the jerseys. Was... Yes, dude. Yeah, bro. Jesus. Absolutely ridiculous. I know. That was sick. And then any listeners. uh, Coil dropped some sick shit. They always, like, the lead singer is super into, like, lifting. So, like, they have, like, the barbell and stuff. So, I got to cop one of those hoodies. But uh, the normal Coil shit. It's usually, like, a blue shirt with, like, the letters, the words Coil on it and shit. But it just looks fucking tight. Oh, yeah. And then you got um, No Pressure's doing a Europe tour starting uh, 6-23-23. So, get ready for that. Anybody in Europe. Shout out to Heather. Go see No Pressure. Tell Parker. Yes, said hi. that's that's right. Also, late happy birthday to her. I know it was the other day. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to Heather. Also, yes. happy birthday to me. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. 32, baby. 32. We got to oh, start my. doing pop punk now. We got to get into like something else. <laughs> Maybe classic rock country. Classic rock. <laughs> oh, my God. It's fucked up. I remember uh, when I seen Motley Crue in 1987. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's all I got, man. That's that's pretty much it. I, I that was fun. Yeah, that was a good time, man. Um, hope everyone had a lovely Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. a wonderful New Year. Um, mm. give us some. Uh, what, what are some of your New Year's resolutions? Oof! Someone asked me this the other day at work, and I didn't really have a. Are you not uh, a resolution guy? Because I'm really not. I'm not really I, a resolution I, guy. I'm not. Um. It's not that I don't believe in them because I think it's great for people. No, no, yeah, I, yeah. I'm just that's just not just, my uh, not my yeah, bag, just, man. I was trying. I just want to, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. You know, get better at some things that I need to focus on as far as like um, coping and mental health. That's basically it. But it's not like a resolution. I, you know what? Fuck yeah. it. I'm not even gonna. You're right. I, I'm not into it. Uh, <laughs> well, we can say your way. goals. What are your goals for the new uh, year? That'd be better than resolutions, right? I guess I don't. It's the same answer. Yeah. Well, it's a little different than like like you want your goals to be better, like at coping and like better at dealing with your mental health and like true, true could be like you know take this podcast further. Like that's mine, one of mine. Like you know what I mean? That's huge. Yeah, Yeah, I didn't think of that. We're on the podcast. I'm not even thinking about the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Okay, hang on. So So taking applications for new hosts. (laughs) I would love to take this to the next level this year as far as getting into festivals and, yep. you know, going to some like charity events and being able to, you know, be there um, and, and support and help and push our, our brand and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would love for that. Just take it to whatever the next level is going to be. Um, yeah. Whatever that may mean. I'm down. Hell yeah, man. I'm. Uh, yeah. That's a, like, you know, I'm going all in um, on this and like really i think putting more effort in and like trying to learn more stuff and do more stuff and um on a personal note probably i know everyone's is you know probably get more healthy 
um, mm-hmm. you know, be more, um, I guess stick with therapy, um, work on some stuff there, like communication and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not the best communicator. Um, you know, um, you know, just you know, try and maybe quit smoking the vape. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, with the wedding planning, it's it's not it's not easy. <laughs> Tell you if I smoked, I'd start now. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> bro. But um, no, um, and I think I kind of want to try and find a new career path. Um, for myself, interesting. I'm uh, I'm not really digging this layoff thing. Um, it's not really what I signed up for, you know. Mm-hmm. You work for three or four years and then you're laid off for God knows how long because all the work goes away. Like, I kind of want to find something like the tea or like some other, something else that's like, I guess, more. Um, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is. Um, consistent. More stable. Consistent, stable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, you make a bunch of money, but, you know, you're going to get laid off. Um, so it's just kind of like I, I don't really I'm not really digging it. Um, so yeah, I I got you know I'm looking for something new. I think um, same probably the same like electrical, but I think yeah something that's a little more like you know maybe find somewhere you know like the T is affiliated with the union, so like maybe that or like something with Harvard or. They got a bunch of stuff that you can like get into when you're like an in-house guy, but you're still mm-hmm. in 103 and you, you know, but you get overtime, you get your 40 hours and there's nearly no, you, you can't really get laid off, you know? So mm-hmm. that's kind of my thing is to kind of find some more stability. I think that's, that's one of my goals, you know? And uh, yeah, try and be a little better at communicating. I love all that, man. I think that's yeah. great. You know, Good self-awareness. So- yeah, I think that's another thing like, you know, I kind of focused on was like trying to be more self-aware of like things that I don't really like I don't communicate for shit really mm-hmm. until it's like I'm ready to explode on someone. So then that's when Yeah. I'll... Um and also another goal is to try and find some migraine relief. Ooh, some help for those. If anyone knows any help, please yeah. DM the podcaster batch. batch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> My poor yeah. friend, dude. <laughs> oh, dude. It's, I have knock on wood. I haven't had one for a little bit, but yeah, when I get them, it's game over. So I got to mm-hmm. find something, but yeah, that's pretty much it for me. I mean, I, I just want to really like, I would love to next year be able to, I know this is like a long, don't shot. say it's not impossible. No, I'm not saying it's impossible because Maggie impossible. will tell you it's not, but exactly. it's a long shot but we can do it. I'd love to make this our job. Like mm-hmm. this would be the best job ever to do this mm-hmm. for a living. And if we could do that, that would be fucking incredible. Maybe not next year, but at some point, but if it happens next year, that'd be sick. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I think that's like one goal. Like I'd like to get us. What do you think a realistic goal would be for stream wise? Like how many streams we can get you want to hit on 20, average 000? or t- 
You want to hit twenty thousand next year? Let, let's go and hit twenty. Oh, easy. We'll we'll yeah. surpass it. Yeah, we'll I think 20, we'll surpass 000. it. Yeah, yeah. We're almost at ten. So exactly. We're uh yeah. So that's just like us. If you know, we just want to get better and and more on the ball with this. I think we've learned a lot about doing this, and I think this year taught us. I'm speaking for you, but I think this year taught <laughs> us like how how hard this actually is. Like I think the first year went so well. Yeah. Like it was so smooth. And then this year it was like, oh shit. Like mm-hmm. there's like some shit you gotta deal with with this thing. Like like scheduling and stuff with like bands and like trying to get people on. And then like you have someone and they cancel like the last second and you're like, fuck me. Now what? Like yep. you know? Which is no knock yeah. on them that I mean shit ha- shit happens. But like Oh yeah. You know, I think we encountered We had more, to do it too, so yeah, we've like encountered more hurdles like this year, I think, than the last year. Mm-hmm. And well, I also think that's because we're growing and doing more of these interviews. Yeah, and I think we've gotten better at handling that, and like we can only get better at it. And like, I Absolutely. think we've learned to have like stuff stored, so like if something does happen, we're like, all right, we're good. Like we got this, we're good. Mm-hmm. And uh, just do more of that, and just kind of cruise right along, and we'll see you at. Uh, when we were young fest. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's right. That's fucking right, dude. So, yeah, that's, a, that's you know, not your cliche fucking, I want to lose a bunch of weight. Yeah. Which, I mean, I do have to because I'm not very healthy, but I'd like to get more healthy, and I've started doing that, but we'll oh, see. Yeah. Um, And also, like, I'm sorry I'm rambling, but, like, this is uh, all just, Dude, like, you're good. We're here. I'm, uh... <laughs> I would like to like talk to people from my past, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Like um, some friends that like I haven't like really talked with or like had. Like, I guess the closure with, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Like some friends and stuff that I've just kind of like moved on from without like, or like we've kind of grown apart and haven't like. You know, been like, hey, man, I know we don't really like talk that much, but like, gotcha. I hope you're good. And like, I hope everything's going good. And like, if you ever need anything, like, just know I'm still here and I still think about you. And like, I we still were like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't, no, I I don't have any ill will towards you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's a big thing for me, too. Like, just kind of being like, like, I know we didn't like end on the best terms and shit, but like, yo, I still like hope you're doing good. Like. Yeah, regardless. Yeah, like, because I kind of, I kind of just did that. Like when I was getting sober, I just kind of was like, okay, bye. Well, you had to. Yeah, which I, which you know, and some people weren't like ready for that. Some people weren't able to process that and couldn't. And like my mental health was so bad, and like everything, there were there people just couldn't handle it, which isn't on them. And I think I put that on them. Mm-hmm. In some ways, some people were dickheads about it, and. You know, maybe, you know, four or five years they've grown and realized, like, you know, maybe I was an asshole. Like, maybe I should have been different. Like, it'd be good to, like, have that conversation with people, you know, mm-hmm. just to be like, you know, hey, man, I'm sorry I did this. I'm sorry I just bounced on you. And, like, one minute we were cool, and then the next minute I'm just gone. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's on me, too, for not being like, hey, I got to do this, and this is what's best for me. Sorry if you don't like it. You know, but that's just 
something I feel like I should do this year too. And that goes back to communicating better. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's it. I like it, man. Oh yeah. That's uh that's a very um I guess I'll say it again, but it's self aware, man. And self realization and something that you feel you have to do, then then so be it, man. That's that's awesome. It's, yeah, that's growth so for yourself, you know? Yeah, it's like not so much have to, it's just more like I want to for like okay. my own like it's kind of being selfish, but like my own like growth and like you know can't it can't be selfish if you're working on yourself, you know? Yeah, it's just like I, I just want I just don't want to have like any like any bullshit, you know? Like I, I just wanna be like like if I see someone that like I you know was tight with six, seven, ten, twenty years ago, like I'd like to like if I see them somewhere, I'd like to be like, Hey man, how you doing? Like what's up? Not like you know, avoid them. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, there's people that I will be not talking to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there there's people that I'm like, nah, you're I, I'm good. Like, we're yeah. good. We don't gotta go there. Like, um just like there's people like that for you. Like there's people like that for me that I'm just like, nah, mm-hmm. I'm, we're good. Like you get it, I get it. We don't need to. Um, you know, but yeah, that's uh that's that's my those are my goals for twenty twenty three. Fucking fucking right, dude. Hell yeah. So we'll see you on the moon, people. Yes, sir. Um, you wanna go out with not good at goodbyes? Yeah, I do. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Alright. Alright. So we will see you people uh next week. Oh yeah. Toodaloo. Goodbye. I picked my nails, played with my hair Acted like I didn't care That you were leaving That you were leaving The moon and stars aligned To have you by my side Don't disappear, I need you here tonight I'm not good at goodbyes For better or for worse I'd rather get burned I lock